Recorded live. Well, we say it every week. Yes, thank you, Mr. Dave Nelson, one of the founders of TalkShoe. And uh, he announces our show. All the other big guys have bumper music and bands leading in. And I just never got around to it because I'm not that technically oriented. And actually, how you do that, for those of you that care, is you actually have all this stuff set up and you overlay sound. And I, you know, I just don't do that. So we get to listen to Dave Nelson. And that was the 255th time that Dave Nelson announced, you can build it, your business. This is Chuck Bartok speaking to you from the banks of the Sacramento River, Northern California at the foot of Mount Lassen. Joined so far tonight by Roy Morris in Amarillo, Texas. Roy is uh, on the computer so he can chat with us in the chat box. And we have a real treat tonight. We're joined by Robert W. Walker. Uh, Those of you listening to the program today, tomorrow, and in the future, um, you may or may not heard of Robert. I had the privilege of meeting him on Facebook. And since we've been talking about social media, it all ties in. Uh, oh, my gosh, cash flow coach is here. I can't believe it. <laughs> Holy cow, how have you been, sweetheart? Uh, well, personally, it's been rough the last 24 hours. Oh, really? You're having a yes. bout, are you? Yes. Oh, yes. shucks. Uh, oh, approximately shucks. 20 seizures in the last 24 hours. Ouch, Tonya. Ouch. Yes. Well, I'm so glad that I know we chatted the other day, and I'm glad that you were able to meet us, and I we meet with us, and I hope we can share some ideas because you have a story to tell too. Oh yes, definitely. By the way, uh, Cash Flow Coach goes back about five years when Tonya Heath, terrific Tonya Heathco, first joined us, and at that time you were in the note business, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. I was. Well, well, her life has changed quite a bit in many, many different ways, and I think even though we've had some suffered some tragedy just a while back, uh, uh, your life has gone forward in the right direction. I think in yes, the last four or five years, and we're going to let you talk about it. And I was just introducing a new person on our show, again Robert W. Walker, and uh, I was fascinated because Robert is an author, and I know everybody is, but Robert is one of those people who actually publishes books. <laughs> In, on a large scale, and he writes a genre of of books that uh, I think appeal to a lot of people. Robert, why don't you? Uh, uh, we welcome you, by the way. Again, uh, Roy Morris and Robert Walker and ta- terrific Tonya Heathcote. Tell us a little bit about what you are famous for, sir. Well, I, I write murder mysteries, primarily suspense novels, thrillers. Uh, I delve into a historical uh, alternate history and. Uh, I do a diverse, a diverse uh, categories. Uh, one of the reasons I didn't do too well with uh, New York publishing after 40 books uh, with New York, uh, they kind of got tired of me and I got tired of them. Um, and I've just uh, started doing the Kindle publishing three or four, about three and a half years ago. Right. I uh, I put up, uh, took all my dead books, which are books out of print. Uh-huh. I had 40 of those with uh, publishers. I, I placed those up for sale, and I just pretty much created my own book bookstore uh, on, online with the Amazon.com mm-hmm. using the Kindle KDP, um, the Kindle uh, Digital Publishing, which is a, a dream for for an author. Right. So I've, since then, I've written ten new books uh, and placed those directly on Kindle, and totally bypassed the whole uh, mm-hmm. trouble problems with you know all the uh, there, there's a lot of you know you you publish with New York and 
and you have no control. They, they right. just totally write you off. They, sure. they pay you off. You know, go. You're away. a machine. You're a machine. So uh, again, this way, I I control the marketing, the public right. relations, uh, the artwork, uh, the titles. I used to have what, what I called title fights with my publishers because right. they always wanted to change my titles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? uh, that sort of thing is I don't have that kind of hassle anymore. And fortunately, my son is a graphic artist, so he does all my art, my artwork, my covers. And your covers are outstanding, by the way. Yeah, he does great work. So if if we were going to uh, kind of, I know it's a huge library, but all we need to do is go to Amazon.com, go to Kindle, and then type in your name in the search bar, Robert W. Walker. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, you'd want to go to Kindle, uh, the Kindle store, mm-hmm. uh, or Kindle Books. Uh, yeah, my last title was The Edge of Instinct. Oh, the Instinct is, series. You have a whole series on the Instinct. Yeah, that's the, the new, the 12th series title. Mm-hmm. Now, they went out of print about 10 years ago. I see. But I'm I'm able to rekindle them, so to speak, and mm-hmm. put them up uh, anew uh, for a new generation. Because uh, you have a lot of young people coming up looking for medical examiner books and so forth. Right. They're they're enamored of the the, the TV shows that have picked up. I mean, there have become so many uh, medical examiner TV shows. Right, right. Recently, and so you were the people, first. You were the first. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was before Silence of the Lambs. I was right. before Patricia Cornwell. Right. Uh, Reichs. and uh, I, I just didn't have the lab coat, the photograph with the lab coat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, you know, Robert, you you said something that is just focuses right in on what. We have been talking about on this program for Lord knows how many years. You are an accomplished person with a skill. And it's our belief, or at least my belief, that there are just literally countless tens of thousands of people who are walking around today in our country and in other countries who have skills. Unfortunately, many people have not stepped forward. And we're going to share some time with Tanya tonight because I knew when I first met her that she had skills, and she did too, but she just got much better at it lately. And uh, you you said something that's so important to me with a business mindset that unfortunately I've had for too many years. You are in control of yeah. what it is you create. And I wish everybody in the business world could understand that you have everybody has that same power to be in control. Now you may give up. Uh, for- I, I love that. I love that position of being. I, I didn't realize how much I would enjoy it until mm-hmm. I got into it. Right. Right. And pri- prior to that, I always, I always, I was the one who was. It was my fault. Uh, that yeah. the book didn't sell, <laughs> although I did. I had nothing to do with the marketing right. and the sales. Right. If there's anybody to blame today, all you got to do is look in the mirror and say, "I'm not doing enough. I'm, you know, yes. I'm not speaking enough to enough people. I'm not Facebooking enough, Twittering. I'm not using my blog properly." And you know, because we know that people are. I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk is a perfect example of you know somebody who came out of nowhere and look what he did using social media. But I just uh, there's a lot. Uh, there's a great parallel here tonight, Robert. Uh, you don't know terrific Tanya as I do, and. Uh, Tanya, when was it that you adopted publicly the name Terrific Tanya? I adopted that name several years ago. Um, Someone had pointed out to me that what we do as individuals 
we grow used to labeling ourselves with negative words mm-hmm. that li- that bleed over into our personal lives and into our business. Right. She said, so let's concentrate on labeling ourselves with positive words. Mm-hmm. And I just happened, you know, terrific just came to me. And it was in that moment that I adopted terrific Tanya Heathco, mm-hmm. and it stuck. Yeah. It's, you know, it's part of my brand. Mm-hmm part of my personal brand and my business brand. People even here locally now, mm-hmm. they see me in the supermarket and they know me as Terrific Tanya Heathcote. That's, it's interesting because there are so many people belaboring under the false conception that that's kind of a pompous or a, an egotistical statement when it's really not because you are terrific. Uh, every human being in, in so many ways is terrific. Yes. Most people just haven't let it come out, you know. And we find this in business. I, I've had the, you know, the things that I do to for compensation, I, I work with business people. And I've worked with some people who were geniuses at creating new products and, you know, wonderful methods and systems. And it seemed like they spent too much time hanging their head down, telling themselves what's wrong mm-hmm. with what they're doing instead of focusing on what they're doing right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Tanya, just to share with our public again, those people that have been with us for a long time know, you, uh, you have a, uh, I don't know what the proper word is, you know I'm not politically correct, uh, <laughs> you got a hurt, kid. <laughs> you, you, you have a disease, you're one of them diseased folk, you know, and, and uh, you, you want to share a little bit of it because I know this has become, a, believe it or not, that your disease has become a passion for you, so can you yeah. share a little bit about it with oh, us? Oh, yes, I can. And, you know, I have even developed a positive attitude toward that, toward the word disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is not uh, a disease in my life. It is a medical blessing mm-hmm. because it is very rare. I am one of three million people currently living with seizures daily. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a more proper term for seizure disorders would be epilepsy. Right. However, there are seizures that are not epileptic, and I happen to have both non-epileptic seizures and epileptic seizures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from this knowledge, from my over 30 years of experience living with seizures, I have become empowered, and I have also realized over the last um, several years, over the last 10 years, I have realized that there is no national or global connection to help people develop a positive attitude while living with seizures. Mm-hmm. And, and that is why I created National Seizure Disorders Foundation. And, that, and, and I want to emphasize right now, everybody listening today and in the future, Tanya created this. It was non-existent when we met. Yes. I, I feel privileged that we had some opportunity to share some of the initial throes of development or the <laughs> creation of the baby, you might say. And uh, uh, and it wasn't easy, was it? I mean, it wasn't oh. something that just fell into your lap because in the first place, nobody had ever done it. I mean, most people didn't even know what you were talking about. Well, you know, it was it was very, very difficult in my specific situation because not only is there such a large stigma around seizure disorders, no one wanted to talk about it, no one wanted to help, mm-hmm. but all the self-help business books, they tell you that <laughs> if you're getting into an area, go to someone who's already doing it and ask advice. Right, right. 
Well, that's what I did. I went to the largest national epilepsy foundation, and they turned me down flat. They said, (laughs) in fact, word for word, they said, your services are not needed in America today. Mm -hmm. We have it covered. Just a minute. Robert, have you ever had a publisher say that to you? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Services are not needed. Yeah, yeah and, and it was in that moment I, I asked her. It was the president of America of um, Epilepsy Foundation of America. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I said, so you all talk personally to three million Americans any time of the day. Mm-hmm. She said, no, no, but we have it covered. I said, no, you don't. I said, National Seizure Disorders Foundation will be live and it will go on. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they're going to be commended. It's there. It's there. And and I want to share something. Not only have you lived with this disease, which mm-hmm. you've turned it, uh, you recently had a, 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 a your, your family members were also uh, involved. Isn't that true, Tanya? Yes, my daughter was. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and this is and one of the things. And I'm I'm sorry. I I, I look at Tanya's known me for a while, and she's. Talk to me as as we've we've had a lot of people pass on in our family since Tanya and I have known each other, and uh, and he's always been my adopted dad. The, the 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 most the most gratifying thing was to on Facebook to read and see the lovely face of your daughter and talking to people, sharing with people right up to the end, and that was just. Uh, Extremely inspiring for for an old fart like me. So I just want to share that with you. <laughs> Thank you. And, and I appreciate all that you did to allow. And, and I, I will. You imparted to your daughter, to a young lady who who enjoy, I, I believe she enjoyed. Well, you know better than I. She enjoyed her life as long as yes, it was. She did. And, and and she was a, a powerhouse. You know. Yes, she was. And this is what we have to share. This is the Tonya is in a business, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, she has a nonprofit, and the principles of business, the ability to find your market, the ability to communicate to your market, and the ability to show your market a solution to a problem they might have is the same regardless you being an author like Robert or someone who has a passion for, for sharing information about a problem, or an organic gardener like Roy Morris in Amarillo, Texas. We all have to use the same principles, and that's what this show has been focusing on uh, for 255 nights, uh, on how we can do this. And, and one of the things that I think Tanya took advantage of is uh, the book that I read when I was 17 years old, which made business so simple. I mean, it was just like falling out of bed. Uh, that was Think and Grow Rich because the floor plan, the blueprint was there, is the mastermind. And and what, what's your feeling on masterminding, uh, uh, Tonya? A uh, feeling of ma- masterminding in business is, for the beginner, it's necessary. Mm-hmm. It's something that, I mean, it's it's as necessary as air, you know, breathing air. You need that mastermind not only to bounce off ideas and to learn, but also for the fellowship and the support. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, with, without the mastermind, uh, National Seizure Disorders Foundation wouldn't be what it is today. I see here that you're having a radio broadcast on March 7th, tomorrow. Yes. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. 
And I'm going to just, if everybody listening, well, if you're listening two days from now, you're going to miss. Oh, no, no, you can listen again, can't you? They can listen again. Yes, Blog we have. Talk, Blog Talk Radio has, has the downloads as we do here, correct? Yes, yes. We have. Um, we tape live every Thursday night. Every Thursday night it's a different seizure-related topic. And then throughout the week from the following Friday to Thursday morning, we have it on our website at nsdf.us to play anytime and also in the Blog Talk Radio archives to play anytime throughout the week. And, and that is N as in Nancy. Nancy. S as in Sam. Sam David Frank. Yes. Dot U.S. Dot U.S. And, uh, you know, uh, again, I, I'm so I'm honored that, that uh, terrific Tanya is with us, as I am honored that uh, Roy and uh, uh, Robert is with us. I don't know why I want to keep saying William for Robert, because it's the W. Walker that throws me. For some reason in my mind, Robert, you should be well, you William. Know, uh, you know, William. I can remember that as uh, middle <laughs> initials uh, for Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> since I write since I write about serial killers, uh, most of them have middle name Wayne. So oh, oh, really? Okay, so yeah. so you're you're interjecting your own uh, psyche in, into these uh, into these. Yeah. Well, now you okay. you won't forget it. Robert, you know, very similar to Tanya, uh, you realized at a certain age that you liked to do things. Uh, I assume yeah. I assume writing and well, actually, uh, even as a child, even as a young writer, I always felt that. Uh, my dream job would be to publish myself uh-huh. because my publishers could not keep up with my output and and they didn't like it when I changed categories you know? oh. uh, so I was like man I just wish I had enough money to be my own publisher yeah. and it didn't take Kindle, a lot of money did it when the Kindle device came in I mean it, it, <laughs> they don't charge you a set you just have to set it up you know right. They take thirty percent. They're silent partners, and they yep. they keep all the they keep all the record keeping, the bookkeeping. Yep. It's a wonderful situation for an old author. Robert, can you share with our audience today? Because we do have other members of this community, if you want to call it. Remember, we don't have everybody here at the same time, but people are mm-hmm. downloading. There's a lovely lady who writes. I, I think Tonya, you've gotten to know Diane Stevenson up in Ontario, Canada. Yes. And she writes just beautiful, inspirational stuff. And well, remember, Robert, we got involved in this conversation. I asked you, remember, and you shared with me, and I shared with Diane right here on this program. So you've been oh, yeah. mentioned before. And for some reason, down deep inside, Diane still feels she needs the system. And and I'm going to be calling her in the next couple of days, and I may even give her your phone number because she's such a sweet person and she's talented. Uh, yeah. she's not she's not looking to become the, the star do you understand she she's a retired woman but she has this passion to share her writing and she writes beautiful uh, inspirational i guess you it's not poetry is it uh, tanya it's it's prose or uh, poetry she does have some poetry yes yeah I mean, she does have some poetry yeah and it's just well, the, I, I just put up a, a set of a set of uh, eight short stories and i mean it's just the perfect device for Reaching new audiences, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's it's really easy to do uh, if you're at all computer proficient. They, they've really streamlined the system of getting your book up. Right. I say the hardest part is getting the artwork done for a cover. Sure. Well, no, she has that too. Believe it or not. 
She's had people. She, oh, she does have people that she could. You know, she's not all it, by it's herself. So, it's so simple that if you have your your if you have your written material in your browser, that's all it takes. Hmm. And you just um, you just bring up your you know you click on search get it out of your browser. Well, you know, uh, hanging back there, he's not live on the program right now. But Roy Morris published a book on on Amazon, and it's interesting that he published I don't know twenty thirty page book because he heard somebody talking about this, and Roy is the type of person that says, "Well, gee, I could probably do that." Yeah. And I mean, it's it's not the same scope as to what you're doing, but the point that I think we all have to take into account here is that Roy Morris in Amarillo, Texas, who, you know, is about has has computer experience is limited like like mine is, and and here he heard somebody talk about uh, self publishing on Amazon, and, and Roy wrote something and 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 he did it, you know, and he yeah. sold some, believe it. I mean, not I mean I I believe he I know that he sold some. And uh, yeah, I'm still teach I'm still teaching, um and I, I when I get a really good piece from the student I, I ask them, Well, have you done any other poetry? And I say, Oh yeah, I've got a stack of poetry and I say, Well you need to dust it off and put it all in one document and and kindleize it. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of my favorite things, Robert, and, and uh I love to narrate, and I do voiceovers and have for years, and I have narrated a couple of books, uh, what we call public domain books, and I've given most of them away, but I was amazed when I got my Kindle, I, I won it on Facebook, and this was new to me just a matter of a few months ago, but uh, I, how does one go, I mean, for instance, what if somebody wanted to narrate your book, could you share with us how that would happen? Well, there's some uh, there's some people doing that sort of thing. Uh, it's a little complicated as how it gets done. I had a. Uh, I mean, I mean legally, you know, legally. In other words, I can't just yeah. get your book and narrate it, right? I I would have to work with you or through you to do something like that, wouldn't I? Yeah, it would be a partnership kind of uh, situation. Okay. okay. But there's a uh, I can't recall the name of the. Uh, it's an audio audio group that that. Where they're trying to put uh, authors together with narrators. Oh, okay. It's online somewhere. It's uh, right. something audio, uh, audible, audible, I think. Oh, audible, yes, okay. Audible dot com. Right, and, right. I've 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 been to their site. Yeah. There's a young lady in Canada, Charlene Harris, who took one uh, one chapter, one of my books, and and we did it to, you know, in agreement. And we turned it into a trailer uh, that you can find on YouTube, and it's just—it's creepy. I mean, it's, she did such a good job of reading it, uh, and and it's so well done. Uh, but, but we basically created a, a narrative uh, via YouTube, and, and I, I was surprised it worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've got a few trailers up there too that are just. You know, you you take your PC and you make a little movie out of, out of still photos. Sure, sure. My wife is very good at that. She's done quite a few. You know, you and Tanya and Roy just refocused in my mind what we've talked about on this program. And people say, I have this idea, I don't know what to do with it. And when I suffered my heart attack and had to stop being outdoors and had to be indoors for a while and bought a computer, and... 
what I noticed is that in order to be recognized, you have to do something. Well, obviously, I didn't have money to buy buy a name or anything else. So I started podcasting, which is what we're doing now, and I started making YouTube videos of both PowerPoint and just myself speaking, you know, about different things. Some of them are controversial. But what amazed me was that in a short period of time, me, you know, relatively unknown to the world, uh, I had... I had a presence that I didn't know that existed <laughs> because it's amazing how quickly some of these things become viral. And yeah. I started a community called Beginner's Marketing Class, and uh, we used the uh, audio and we used video and I used some text. I wrote a book, of, of, you know, I wouldn't call it, it's just a compendium. And um, I went to a marketing convention in San Francisco where 500 of the top marketers in the world showed up for a four-day meeting and here I am you know I'm kind of was very privileged and honored to be there and I'm walking down the hall and and I had my name badge on and all of a sudden this guy comes running down from he was from England and he comes right and I said oh my god I'm so happy to meet you he says I've been following you for months and months and I'm looking at him like what <laughs> and it never dawned on me that I was having people stalk me or follow me. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? And it, it was all positive. And so people, all of us, if you have an idea, if you have a passion, if you have something you want to share with the world, you have an opportunity today that was not existent when I started in business. And I think, Robert, you've seen that evolution, and so has t- terrific Tanya and Roy. Yes. Yeah, the... Uh, the uh opportunities are have just opened up um you know, I, I grew up with typewriters and yep. uh, i tried to keep up with the technology <laughs> you know but uh this this kindle thing uh, has certainly changed my life uh, i i did a i earned more last year uh with kindle books so sales than i have in the previous three years with mm-hmm. uh, with, with normal publishing <laughs> Well, I wish you'd do me a favor, and I, we won't mention his name, but I have a young friend who I'm sitting here staring at the first edition of a book that I know there's five other books before, there are books behind it, and I don't see the other four volumes, and his argument is he stalemated in his publisher, and the last time we spoke, I said, why in the hell don't you get off your duff and just publish it yourself? And I don't know where it went. When you spoke to him at the last writer's meeting, did he bring that up at all? <laughs> Oh yeah, um, I kind of lost. No, oh, our, mut- our mutual friend who uh, we spoke about the other day. Uh, he he wrote a book that I really loved, and it's a series. And I know that he's written the other four volumes, and he keeps telling me they're not published because he has an argument with his publisher. And I asked him why doesn't he self-publish? Oh yeah, there's a lot of a lot of authors that do not see the, the they don't. They aren't really aware that they can do better on their own. Um, mm-hmm. They they they're afraid to take that leap. Oh, okay. Some some major authors though have uh, decided uh, to wave bye bye and and go with the Kindle. Um, Barry Eisner, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Conrad. Oh wow! Oh, Joe Conrad did. Yeah, Conrad walked away from. Uh, wow. Contract. I mean, Eisner had a contract in the and he. And he uh, he walked away from it. That was he a it out, really yeah. gutsy move. 
Oh, yeah. But, they, but we've all decided that we can make better uh, hay with, uh, you know, if, if we, we, we can do better promoting our work than they do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of promises in, in a publishing contract that never get, uh, never uh, come to fruition. Ah. And uh, it gets very frustrating because well, you've got a public relations person, but she's also representing 300 other books at right. the same time. You know? Right. And, and you know, it's, it's like whoever yells the loudest and has the most juice usually gets sated the yeah, easiest. Yeah, it's really, the, the old system was those who are making the most sales. Mm-hmm. And if, if your book doesn't sell, um, you're only as good as the last book that you right. sell. And, uh, like, uh, it, it, everything fell back on the author, although the author had no control. Right. As, as I mentioned earlier, and that was very frustrating. Yeah. And right now, I'm happy to take the responsibility if it doesn't sell. Yeah, <laughs> it's your fault. It's not not yeah. my fault. It's your fault, Tonya. I, yes. You actually, you have developed some. Pro- I mean, we know that you are raising money to promote your cause. Yes. But haven't you also incorporated some product lines? And and are you? Uh, didn't I hear you tell me that you were writing something about this whole scenario? Well, what we are doing now is we have worked with vendors, local and nationwide, to develop through them our own products. Okay. So they have the NSDF logo. They have the okay. brand, the colors. However, you know, I'm not making them in my home. I understand. We have we have those for sale, and proceeds go toward um, our program, which is placing seizure service dogs with That's seizure survivors of all ages. I, I have to ask you this: Have have you gotten in touch, or, or did I put you in touch with uh, uh, Terry Thistlewhite? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So you girls are together because you know she was. Uh, uh, Rudd's, uh, you know, with Lassie, the Lassie group. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so you you girls are together anyway. We yes, did get and that. And we're working on a project with her. We're currently, um, with her and another nonprofit, we're currently building the resources to get a training camp uh, going for service dogs and service dog trainers. And it's it's going to be probably the biggest in the nation. Hmm. Fantastic. You know, and we're just we're just all remaining open right. to positive resources. Let me ask this question with Robert here, and since he's also teaching literature and business and things of this nature, from what you're hearing, Robert, do you see a book? <laughs> I know we've heard this a thousand times, but with the experiences that this young lady has gone through. Don't you see, I, I'm thinking, because I, I, I always think of Tanya and I think of Claire McGee, who I've interviewed and, and I've really helped promote her book, uh, I Believe Therefore I Am. I know Tanya's read it, and she also did things similar to Tanya. But uh, do, do you see uh, uh, something here that, that people would, would be interested in? Uh, I, I, I would imagine that, you know, if the book was made available, everybody... Almost everybody has somebody in the family, and you've got a large audience uh, mm-hmm. of interested parties, not just people with the uh, the disorder, but people around them, you know, right. that want to understand it better. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, if it, if you were to 
even do a Kindle book, which wouldn't cost you anything except right. the, ta- the time and effort to put into the writing of the book. And it could be a joint effort. It could be a collaboration, you know. Oh, yes. And isn't it possible, oh, yeah. Robert, to actually include an audio in a Kindle book or something I mean, where she could interview people? Is that Am I reaching out here into Netherlands, or did I read I somewhere that you could do that? I think eventually that that sort of thing is going to be available. I'm not sure it's available right now. Okay, okay. You know, they're they're actually putting in sound effects and so forth in a lot of books. So there, there's a lot of experimenting going oh. on. Right. I remember when I first started, uh, nobody knew how to get a, a author signature in, and everybody was going <laughs> going crazy about that. And I just did a, a copy paste and I put it in there. <laughs> Low tech, low tech. You know. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, and I through through the years I have received multiple inspirations, and and I just as I receive them, I just put them in the timeline for okay. the foundation. And one of the things that we have in our timeline is a story of how the foundation was built. Okay. And it will include my life story, and it will also include the stories and experiences of others. And another thing that we have in our timeline is a movie based on a currently um, produced and selling book oh. that that is uh, that surrounds epilepsy and the stigmas of epilepsy. Now, if that is your Facebook fan page, and how would we find that, please, Tonya? Uh, the Facebook fan page is Facebook slash you know, Facebook dot com slash NSDF. Three seven zero two nine, and that is for the foundation. Three seven, yeah. Three seven zero two nine. Now that, that that's not yours. No, that's that, not that, mine. That, that is the face. That is the fan page. There we are. I've got the it. NSDF. Yeah. Um, right, right. At Facebook, you can find me under Terrific Tanya Heathco. Right. Or T N T O N Y A. I remember that one. <laughs> well, you know, see, I'm here, and this is what Robert and I were doing prior to the call. And this is what I want to encourage everybody listening to this call today, tomorrow, and in the future. You just heard a story from Tonya. You heard a little bit about Robert. He has uh, his his personal page is, I believe it's Robert W. Walker. Is that correct, Robert? Yes, yes. And then we just worked on a page that he has on a book that uh, – I know was very well received, and it was The Curse of the Titanic 2012. And you can go to that page now. Just type in the word Titanic Curse. And here's what happens. Interested people, if you enjoyed the show tonight, and you enjoyed listening to Tanya, and enjoyed listening to to Robert, and we didn't hear from Roy, but he has some interesting stories, go to their page, look it over, that's the beautiful thing about a page. You can look it over. Only like it if you are truly interested in the topic. And when you do that, engage. Because it's very helpful for you and it's helpful for the person who has the page. And there's nothing wrong with helping people. People who you have a similar mindset with. People that you, uh, that you uh, of like mind, as we used to say. So this is what makes social media grow, and this is what makes it so powerful, is that Tonya has had an opportunity to meet people that she never would have before. I'm on her page right now. There's obviously activity here. She has a good page rank on her page. 
the one thing that we do need is more dialogue on her page, and I'm going to spend about an hour after we finish this call, and I'm going to be commenting on some of the articles that Tonya has on NSDF 37029. Now, she has an article here, Dietary Aspects of Epilepsy, since I decided to no longer be obese last May, and I am no longer obese, and I never will be obese again. I'm I'm interested in things that are I don't I don't believe in diets, but things that are related to food consumption is what I say. Yes. So so I'm going to read this because I I see right now there's there's interesting things here, and this is what social media is, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a blasting of ads. It's not a you know, buy my latest and greatest slice of wheat bread today. It's sharing information, and that's what the Internet truly is. It's very hard for people, business people that I meet who are referred to me and want to hire my services. And when I tell them that in 2011, 71% of all commerce in the United States was initiated on the Internet, that doesn't mean consummated. But people today, now my wife asked me to do something for her, which I didn't do, but i got to do that when I hang up. And I know nothing about it, but I'm going to go through the initiation stage on the Internet, and I'll do my searching, and I'll go from A to B to C, and I'll come up with a conclusion and a solution for her, print it out, and she'll be happy. She'll think I'm a hero. She'll think I'm smart. When I'm not, I just type the right things up. So. It's a great place for research. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Even if you, it just it'll guide you to uh, to what books to read. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was the title? The title that you mentioned was "Think and Grow." Oh, "Think and Grow Rich." Think and Grow Rich. Who who is the author? Do you recall? That was yeah. I know very well. Napoleon Hill wrote it in 1937 at the request yeah. of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. At that time, Napoleon Hill was on the president's committee. Uh, they didn't get along, by the way, and. Uh, he made Napoleon Hill uh, in charge of the committee to rebuild America. Okay, yeah, and so, no, pardon me. I want to get a hold of that. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to send. You, I'm going to send you a link, and you can download the complete audio of the book, and you'll get a complete text version in the original syntax. Now, there's been it's been modified many times, but to me, I read the original syntax when I was 17, and and there's a certain there's just a certain flavor in there, Robert, because again, written in 1938 by a gentleman who's, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to read the politically correct 21st century version, you know. <laughs> so uh, I, I'll send you I think, that. I think some of our best books uh, need to, you have to blow the dust off of them. Right. In the library. Right. I, I, years and years ago, I found a book called uh, How to Be Brief. Uh huh. And it was the thinnest book I've ever read. <laughs> And it had a lot of good good points about it. Right. It really helped, helped you to be brief because, you know, you, actually uh, Patterson has made a fortune by being brief. Yeah. Uh, his his chapters are like one paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> I I can't do that. I, I cannot do that. Editors have actually asked me, can you write like Patterson so that people can read it uh, on, a, on an elevator ride, a ride down an elevator? And I'm not. No, my chapters have to be 20 pages, three scenes. That's the way I do it. Right, right. Well, you're you're more of a traditionalist, but you know, along that line that you mentioned the books, um, I, I this is everybody's heard this story, but you probably because you know I we have the Tuesday show which 
start, it started with Think and Grow Rich. And on that show, there's actually people that have called in from around the world and shared how that book has impacted their lives, you know, with real examples. And, Tonya, you were involved in that community for a long yes, time. Was. And that's what got you going in that direction that you decided to go. But I read, I was a freshman at the university, and that was a required reading, which it it isn't in any university today, trust me. Yeah. And that led me to one of Hill's mentors, who was a gentleman named Charles Hannell, who wrote a book called The Master Key, along with several other books, The Arcane. And Charles Hannell is considered the father of the law of attraction, which was bastardized by these people that wrote The Secret, you know, Canfield and all that. I mean, they, they, ripped this, they ripped the book apart and took all the guts out of it because people wouldn't buy the guts. But anyway, Napoleon Hill in 1919, April 21st, wrote a letter to Charles Hannell uh, thanking him for week four. Hanel originally wrote a correspondence course where you would spend a dollar and he would mail you the week. You would read it, practice the exercises, and mail back the questions and answers, and then he would forward you the next week, you see, with another dollar. And And when this course was over 24 weeks, he would then send you a bound version of the book. Uh, Hanel was an extremely smart businessman, one of the first conglomeratists in the United States out of Sacramento back in the uh, turn of the century. But anyway, Hill read week four. And week four is powerful. We've discussed it many times. I've narrated it. And uh, the uh, Hill took the, what was in that book to heart in that week applied it to himself, in other words, applied action to that, and he was able to secure a $105,000 a year part-time contract in 1919. And he attributes his ability to do that from what he gathered from Chapter 4. Now, this is uh, 20, 30 years before Hill wrote Think and Grow Rich, you understand. He was just a young man then, say. So uh, we have some wonderful history in our country, and all of these books that I became enamored with are all public domain. You know, they're, I can pretty much do what I want to. <laughs> okay, uh, Roy asks for NSDF, and what were the numbers again, Tanya? 37029. 37029. You got it, Roy? I'm going to put it right here in the chat room, Roy. There we go. Well, everybody, you know it's that time of night, and Shirley's already bundled off to bed. She's been working in her wood shop starting about 4.30 or 5 in the morning. And by the way, if anybody would like to see my wife's handiwork, you can go to my Facebook fan, my Facebook page, excuse me. I just uploaded uh, a bass that she did for a customer who wanted a way to uh, display his pictures, his fishing pictures. And my wife just created this 27-inch bass, which has built-in picture frames. It's painted so beautifully. So stop by Chuck Bartok on Facebook and look at our photos. I'm not asking you to buy anything. Just write some nice things about my wife's talent because she's extremely talented. And uh, we've had a, a group of talent here today. Uh, Robert Walker from West Virginia. Terrific Tanya Heathcote. Uh, Tony, I, I do hope you can come back again, and I, I do understand that you, you know, like you said, the last 24 hours have been rough on you, and, and that's we've gone through that before together. <laughs> yes. 
And and Roy Morris, I hope that you can get hooked up on the phone soon because you always have some great things to share. And everybody else that's listening tomorrow and in the future, I really appreciate you visiting us here at You Can Build It, Your Business. Don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do something. If you have that desire and you're able to focus and you will surround yourself with people of like mind and talk about it, work it out, call me anytime. I, my email is public everywhere, uh, chuckbartok at gmail.com. I've offered people for years half-hour consultation. Uh, let's talk about what it is you want to do. I may not have all the answers, but I'll tell you what, I know a lot of people that have answers. And the beautiful thing, about being alive today and the beautiful thing about being raised by such wonderful people as my parents and my great teachers is that they instilled in me the fact, the absolute fact that being born in the image that I was, uh, there isn't anything that I can't conceive if I put my mind to it. And, you know, somebody says, well, why aren't you a millionaire? Well, you know what? I mean, this is really funny. I was when I was, what, 26, but we won't tell anybody. My ex-wife, because she just passed away. But anyway, um, I've never made money my focus. We've always been comfortable. Yet I've counseled with people who money was their focus, and, of course, they have a different, you know, <laughs> different circumstances. Do I begrudge them that? No, because that's what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah, well, all my career, uh, I've just wanted to be able to produce my, my work. You there know? you go. That's it. To be comfortable, to yeah. be able to do it. That's why I teach to support the writing and right. support the habit. But it, money was never the end no. uh, all. No. But it flows. Yeah. yeah. It's nice, yeah. nice to have so that you can do the things you want to do. You bet. And, and it, my problem now, though, as I mentioned... <laughs> The other day is I took up golf again after about a 40-year hiatus, 37-year hiatus. And all of a sudden, I don't know what happened the last five or six months. I'm getting people calling me who are referred to me, and it's starting to interfere with my golf. So I've got to make a decision. <laughs> do I want to be more busy or do I want to play more golf? And uh, to be honest with you folks, I enjoy working with people a lot more than I do playing golf. Now, isn't that dumb? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I thank you all for being with us. This is Chuck Bartok from the Banks of the Sacramento River and another episode of You Can Build It, Your Business. Uh, those of you listening tomorrow, drop me an email. Tell me what you'd like to talk about, chat about next week, and we'll put it on the agenda. I want to again thank Robert W. Walker. You can find him on Facebook. You can Google his name, author, Robert. And, my web, and your webpage again, Robert? webpage is um, robertwalkerbooks.com. RobertWalkerBooks.com and and uh, Tanya, your website again. Website is NationalSeizureDisordersFoundation.org or NSDF.us. Oh, that's that's the easiest one. NSDF.us. Yes. Roy Morris. Thank you for having me. Okay, you're welcome. And Roy, uh, can you type in real quick if you're still there your your new garden blog, or do you want to wait till next week? Because I always forget. Oh, I know what it is. It's smallplotgardens.com slash organic gardening. I believe that's true. Thank you guys for being with us. i got to run. Bye-bye.